Welcome to the Basilea Hollywood Podcast, a community of friends committed to the message and practice of Jesus and His kingdom. Um, I'm, I'm speaking today, I'm, I'm, I'm teaching. Um, I usually don't introduce myself, but I'll introduce myself. Do you want to introduce me? Hey guys. Oh, here. It takes some of the. Here, hold it for me. Oh, yeah. Hey guys, this is Troy. I'm Troy. Uh, let's pray for Troy. Thank you. God, thanks for what you're doing in our neighborhood. Thanks for what you're doing in our family. We trust you, God. And God, we ask that your Holy Spirit would come and that you would release what you have for us today and what Troy has prepared. Thank you for this, man. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thanks, Brady. Okay. So, we have been trekking through the Gospel of Matthew, and I have learned so much. It's been amazing. And today we're continuing to do that. We are in chapter 18. Uh, we are more than halfway done with this book. It's been like two years. <laughs> we're working on our commitment. This is part of that. And uh, Nelly, can we get the... Thank you. Um, hey, Patricia, would you feel comfortable reading the text for us? Sure. Awesome. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to interview you. Therefore the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 talents was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had, he had to be, all that he had be sold to repay the debt. The servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt, and let him go. But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, Be patient with me and I will pay you back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were greatly distressed and went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said. I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master turned him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. This is how my heavenly Father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother from your heart. If your brother sins against you, go and show him his fault just between the two of you. If he listens to you, you have won your brother over. But if he will not listen, take one or two others along so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. 
If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen to even to the church, treat him as you would a pagan or a tax collector. I tell you the truth, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything you ask for, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. For where two or three come together in my name, there, I, there am I with them. Thank you. You're welcome. We're talking about forgiveness today. A giant text, a big chunk. There's a lot there. We don't have time to cover it all, but I do want to say a few things about it. I'd like to talk about forgiveness, what it is, why it matters, and how we do it. So, in the story of the king, his heart goes out. It says he, he took pity on the servant. And, you know, scholars are always debating, and, which is awesome. I love that. Uh, as far as the amount that the servant owed, um, some scholars would say we're talking hundreds of billions of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's a big sum. I, and I think the point being that, um, that the debt that was owed was something that, as we see in the text, uh, it was too much for the guy to repay. It was out of reach. He couldn't pay it back. And the master had every right to punish him. But what does he do? It says he took pity on him. He eats the loss. He absorbs the loss. And he cancels the debt. And he lets him go. So what is forgiveness? Forgiveness is relinquishing the right for repayment. Has anybody ever hurt you? Raise your hand. Okay, I think everyone in here raised their hand. We've all been hurt. If you've been hurt, forgiveness applies to you. It matters. It makes a difference. Forgiveness is the relinquishing of the right for repayment. Somebody wrongs me, I have the right for repayment. Whatever I think that looks like whatever I think that should be, right? But forgiveness is letting that go, is laying that down, not because the person deserves it. It has nothing to do with that. It's because God cares. And it's because it's who God is. Our God is a forgiving God. It's... <laughs> Worship a lot of times, following Jesus, doesn't always uh, seem to be logical, seem to make sense. The way God does things 
uh, can be very counterintuitive. Uh, and forgiveness, I don't know about you, but sometimes um, can feel like, no, this person doesn't deserve it. No way. I'm not letting this go. But as worshipers of Jesus, as people who take following Jesus seriously, there is a serious call to forgive. And I don't know about you, but when I first became a Christian, the gospel that, that I was taught was something like this. God loves you. Jesus died for you, forgave all your sins, so that when you die, you can go to heaven. Your future is secure. And to that, I say yes. And God has a plan for your life. And what that, and what that meant, at least to me, I don't know about you, was, was to do with my career. Like, what's, what, is, what are these plans God has for me, you know, to make me successful and make all my dreams come true? And I'm not saying God doesn't do that. But that's a gospel that was preached to me. And I think that's only half. Because what I'm not saying is God doesn't care about the details of our lives. He doesn't care about, you know, our careers and our jobs and, and other things. But, but I can say with absolute confidence, with 100% assuredness, I believe that God cares deeply about forgiveness. So much more than we've been told about in the church. And it's sad it is sad. I didn't know. Nobody told me. This forgiveness thing, God cares, it matters. It's, it's, it's a tangible way for me to receive God's love and then extend his mercy to other people. This is part of how we be a city on a hill, a light to the world. Nobody ever told me that. I don't know why, that's been my experience. Maybe you can relate. Forgiveness matters to God. Forgiveness is the relinquishing of the right for repayment. That's what forgiveness is. Why does it matter? Uh, I'm going to say two things about this. First of all, um, Tim Keller, one of the uh, best teachers, I would say, uh, in, in the evangelical world, um, says this. He says, he's talking about, you know, uh, you know he's, he's a preacher in New York, big city, right? Just like we're in L.A. He's like, you know, it's not like we're living in a small town where everybody knows each other and if relationship uh, gets ruptured and needs repair, then it's going to affect a lot of people. Uh, we live in a city, you know, so it's much easier to just cut and run. Unfriend. I'm probably going to live somewhere else in a couple years anyway. <laughs> Who cares? And he says this, which I thought was really interesting. If we don't learn what he calls relationship repair through forgiveness, 
will never have a long-term friendship or marriage. I'm going to say that one more time. If we don't learn relationship repair, we'll never have a long-term friendship or marriage. I married coming on 12 years. I would say, <laughs> I would say amen to that. I've, I've, I've had to learn how to forgive and how to re- accept forgiveness, and I'm still working on it. And one thing, another thing I can say with confidence is I don't have all this figured out. I don't have all this, like, neat and tidy put together. This, this shit is messy. This is messy. Right? We're, we are messy. We are human. We are flawed. We are broken. We disappoint each other. Relationship is hard. Relationship is messy. But Jesus calls us to be like him, to reflect his glory in the world. And we do this in relationship through forgiveness. Again, it's not easy. (laughs) It's not. It's also important because, as we see in the story of, uh, of the unmerciful servant, we are forgiven so that we could forgive. So again, it's not just this, you're forgiven, have a nice life. It's we are forgiven so that we could extend forgiveness to others in relationships. This is something tangible. This is something we can touch, we can taste, we can feel. This isn't something far off. This isn't some esoteric theology or mythology. This is real. We were made for connection with one another and with God. We were made for this. Forgiven so that we could forgive. How do we do it? Well, that's where we get to what Jesus says in verses 15 through 20. How do we do this? What could this look like in a community who says, I want to follow Jesus? Well, Jesus says, if someone offends you, go to someone else and complain about them. No, he doesn't, he doesn't say that. <laughs> I thought that was in there, but it's, it's not. <laughs> Been quoting scripture wrong all these years. Uh, no, he says, go to the person who offended you. Go to them privately. Go and talk to them. That can be really difficult. That can be kind of scary. How about you? But I didn't grow up in a family where that was what we did. So I'm, I'm having to, like, learn how to do this and sit in the, um, in the uncomfortable. Go and talk to the person. And I think, I just want to say a quick thing about posture. Go low. Because if you come in high and mighty there's a 99.9% chance that the person is not going to listen to you. 
I'd recommend praying about it beforehand, even asking the Lord, Lord, this is what I'm feeling, this is what's going on, help me to forgive. Help me to go in low. To be honest, don't beat around the bush, you know, be direct. Hey, when you, it hurt me, this is why. And being able to stand in the, uh, in the uncomfortable of however and whatever the reaction is going to be. Because hopefully, so you know, I hear you, and I'm, I'm really sorry. You know, how can, how can I avoid that? Help me, help me. How can I avoid, I don't want to hurt you again. You know, how can I avoid that? It's this thing of um, seeking to understand more than seeking to be understood. That's the posture that we're called to, I believe. Now, in some cases, as I'm sure you, <laughs> yeah, you may have experienced, um, the person who's wronged you doesn't care. And it's, it, and it's not even necessarily about like who's right. It's about they don't care that, that you're hurt. Dude, I, I'm. You're hurt, like okay, I, but I didn't. I didn't mean that. That's fine if you didn't mean it. <laughs> you still hurt the person. <laughs> this is the loving thing to do, right? So it's not like you have to agree with the person. It's about acknowledging their voice, their pain, their hurt. So if if this doesn't work. If they're like, you know what, you're wrong, I don't want to hear it, I don't really care, whatever, then they're not forgiving, right? They're not entering into, they're not moving towards relationship. So what does Jesus say? He says, okay, if that's the case, let's go to the next step. Get help from a friend. Um, you ever been in a situation where you're fighting with someone and it just, you're just fighting and fighting and fighting and you just can't seem to, to make any progress and you feel like, you know, I, I don't know how to do this. Maybe we need help. Maybe we need a friend, someone who's neutral, I don't know, someone we trust to come in and to like help us work this out because maybe we're just too close. So that's step two. And in step three, Jesus says, take it to the church. Um, it, it, that, I think that's a little general, and depending on the community that you're in, that, how that looks could be different. And for our community, uh, we don't have like a, mission statement or like a theology about this yet, maybe in the future. But I would say for us, that would look like taking it to uh, an elder in our community. Uh, just to be clear, for the sake of clarity, over-communicating is good. Uh, Susan and I are the lead pastors. Brady is 
I don't know. I don't know if we've given you, uh, if you have. <laughs> Brady's a pastor. He's ordained. Uh, us three are on pastoral staff. Um, raise your hand if you are part of the elders team, which is different. Bill and Danae, Eric, Aaron, Brady, myself and Suze, uh, we are your elders. Clearly, that doesn't mean that we're older than you, necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> but we are the ones who uh, are carrying the pastoral weight of this community. So uh, we have resource in community. Now, I think in our culture, which is, uh, it's so, we contend towards being so private, right? Um, you might be asking, why in the crap would I be interested in uh, being part of a community, giving, giving community com- permission to hold me accountable to being like Christ in forgiveness? Why would I want to do that? Does anybody feel like that? You don't have to raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. Because you want to be transformed. That's a great answer. And I think that goes uh, to one of the things that we believe here is that uh, much of the healing that God does as he transforms us actually takes place in relationship in community. Now, um, I think there is, we have to come to a couple understandings, I think, before we would even consider um, being part of a community that holds us accountable, that calls us out when we're not moving towards relationship and we're not forgiving, we're not practicing forgiveness with one another. Uh, first of all, number one, just you know, basic, right? Basic Christianity. We're all sinners saved by grace. We're, the, we're all on a level playing field. We all make mistakes. We're all broken. We all mess up. Okay? And we're in this thing together. So we have to know that. And I also think we have to be aware that we can be deceived by our own heart. We're not perfect. We don't have it all together. Sometimes we go the wrong way. And so it's having this understanding of ourself that, yeah, I, sometimes I go a little nuts and I need friends to call me back in, to call me out. And that can be hard. And it's not about do I, you know, you don't have to be excited about that to do it. <laughs> Hebrews 3, verse 12, See to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God, but encourage one another daily, as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Hebrews 13, 17, Having confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority because they keep watch over you as those who must Give an account. 
Scripture talks about teachers and leaders being judged more harshly. Not excited about that. But <laughs> <laughs> and you know, uh, I can tell you uh, a couple things from experience. I can tell you that as um, I've been thinking about this uh, and pondering and thinking about uh, our daughter, Lucia, she's two and a half. She's very young. I think about how she's going to grow up. She's going to live her own life, all that stuff. Any parents in here? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Your kids grow up. They <laughs> And they do their thing. And, um, and you know, one thing I was, I was thinking and came to the conclusion on was, you know, what's, as Lucia is growing up with Susan and I as her parents, what are we sowing into her? What, what do we hope? What do we hope for her as our daughter? I hope forgiveness for her. I hope that Susan and I can model forgiveness in relationship so that Lucia sees that and she mimics it and she does that for the rest of her life. Because, I know I'm preaching the choir here, what, is, what, is, what happens when we don't forgive? It builds up, right? Anger, bitterness, resentment, cynicism. You get to a place where you're like, no, relationships suck. I always get hurt. It always ends badly. And it sucks even more because I have this constant desire to be in relationship, to be connected with people. But then they just disappoint me. It's just like this. You feel trapped. And forgiveness is the key to get out of the prison of hatred. Forgiveness is the key. If you're feeling trapped today, forgiveness is the way out. Let's stand. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Jesus, you don't, what you don't promise is that relationship is easy. Relationship, real relationship is hard. And yet, Lord, there's this high calling that you've given us as followers of you to forgive, to relinquish 
the right of repayment. And it's messy. And Lord, we need you. We would be deceiving ourselves to be thinking that we can do this alone, that we can do this without you. Because we can't. Jesus, you have the power to transform us, to help us, to forgive. And there's always this tension of you just forgive. And we're constantly inviting Jesus to help us to forgive. I don't think it's one or the other. I think it's both. Lord, help us in our marriages to be forgiving. Help us in our friendships to be forgiving. And God, for those of us who have children and or desire to have children, help us to forgive forgive and practice forgiveness and sow into forgiveness and ask you to help us to be more forgiving and become more and more loving like you, Lord, so that that's something we can actually pass on to our children. And that Basilea community would be known for forgiveness. If we're, if we're known for nothing else, if we don't do anything else right, Let's get this one thing right. This is not the sexiest thing by any means. This is the hard thing. But it's the Jesus thing. We're just going to, why don't we just wait for a minute or two. I know silence can be um, deafening <laughs> sometimes. It can be uncomfortable and awkward. But I would invite you to just be silent. And let's open our ears, open our hearts. And Chanel, can we get those, uh, those questions up on the screen? There's a few questions that I'd love for us as a community to ponder. We don't have to necessarily figure, the, figure it out today. Um, but I'd like us to start, to start wrestling with these if we're not already. The first one is asking yourself, have I experienced God's forgiveness? Because I think for some that might just be more of a concept and I think God really wants to make that real to us. And what does that look like? Second question, this may be you today. Um, am I able to receive correction? Am I teachable? Am I willing to let someone call me out? doesn't mean I have to agree with them. But am I willing to have the conversation? And lastly, 
do I take forgiveness as seriously as God does? Is this something that you feel like, I've got to do this because God cares? So let's just wait. Just wait. There's no rush. Holy Spirit, come. Lord, what are you saying to us? You know, in the book of James, it says, pray for each other that you may be healed. It says, confess your sins to one another that you may be healed. I don't know what it is. Uh, there seems to be some sort of connection between forgiveness and healing. I don't claim to understand how all that works. I'd love for us to um, continue to ponder in smaller groups. It's cool to uh, to like ponder, pontificate, uh, think about things in our heads. I love that. <laughs> um, but it's also really great to like be able to give language to what you're thinking or feeling and actually talk to other human beings. So why don't we, why don't we break into groups of be like five and I'd love for you to just share everyone just go around and share it, it can in fact don't make it long make it short <laughs> maybe just take about a minute and just share with the group where you're at right now and if you don't feel comfortable with that um, you don't have to say anything I get that this is awkward. I get it. 
but let's pray for one another. Just turn and pray for each other.